0: May have heard of us.
2: Special thanks to our newest patron, Jordan Soar or Soar. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. On to the episode. All right, what's up, Wheel of Time fans, and maybe not Wheel of Time fans? After our most recent videos, this is Stephen, your host from Pathology, with my lifelong friend Jake and my brother-in-law Caden here to talk about episode seven. Of the TV show.
0: Hey guys, how's it going?
2: How's it going? Okay, so we did a a few videos talking about uh, some criticisms that we felt were unfounded and in bad faith and bigoted at times. Um, We we discussed those. We're not here to talk about those, but uh, that's what I referred to previously. And I, I say that because we are going to try to be more critical or at least um, try to convince people that we're actually being honest when we say we like the show. There are like legitimate reasons why we liked the show. And I think episode seven was like one of the best episodes that we've seen so far. I don't know.
1: Do you guys agree with that? I liked a lot of what it did for the character work. I think it there's some things that character relationships have been building for throughout the series. And I think this is a, it's a good way to like step in before the finale to kind of tie some things together more. So I like that about it. Uh, yeah, I,
0: I like this one. It's probably my third favorite episode. I, th- I think some of my complaints I have with the episode are the same complaints I even have with the book. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Um, but I, I liked it overall. I thought it, I, it set up for, I think, the eighth episode really well for, for the yeah. end of season one. Yeah, one
2: of the things that uh, people seem to be doing is uh, making a big conclusion on the show before the season's even over. So uh, let's wait and for our like final thoughts on season one till we get to that eighth eight, eight episode i should say um and kaden i'm with you i hope that uh it delivers because yeah they've said some good things and obviously at the end with rand going off and i i said on discord that this was like the most rand possible decision like realizing that he could do something to sacrifice himself for the sake of others and he just does it without telling anyone like that's his character to a T. So, if you're saying that the show has nothing that the books have, well, like, I'd point to you, like, right there. Like, Rand is the same character at his core, even though he's a little bit different in other ways.
1: Yeah, I agreed with that. When that happened, I was like, this is weird that they're going to have him go alone because I'm just thinking about what happens in the books. And, like, it is mostly Rand at the end of book one, right? But, uh, I mean mostly
2: ran through most of book one.
1: Yeah, but but I just mean in terms of like things that are done. Um, but I I was like, well, how are they gonna have this character do this thing, et cetera? And then I was like, this just makes sense though. Like the way things have been built up, this is how the character that has been developed in the show would react. And it is very rand, like like you're saying. So I mean, that and I think it makes logical sense too. They keep harping on the fact that, you know. Moraine believes anyone who gets in between the dragon and the dark one will most likely die. So if you know who the dragon is, why bring anyone else? Right. Mm-hmm. Including your warder.
2: And so she seems to like want to sacrifice herself for the sake of when.
1: That, that one, I was a little confused about. Um, and I you know think, they have, you think she should bring him? Yeah. I think, she, I think if she's going to go, he should go. <laughs> Cause if, if she's gonna go, she feels like she's gonna need to do something, right? As support, and Land's whole thing is to protect her and make sure she can accomplish her tasks. I don't know if it was the the naive thing that made her decide to leave. It It totally like, was. It was
2: the conversation before where she said she felt like she was holding Land back from all this other stuff that she yeah. could have, he could have in life, and he disagreed with her. And but I think that's that's the reason why.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like like I said, like I don't know if that's a. That, that must be the reason why. I just don't really, I don't know. And maybe she does see it more as like marching to her doom. So, yeah.
0: I think that's out of line a little bit with Lan's characters in the, in, in the book though, where he is, he is more than happy to die in yeah. this battle against the shadow. And it's, it's not in the first book where he is like, hell yeah, Nine, Nine Eve, maybe I want to live. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, regardless of you, Eve, I'm going to go with Moraine and die.
1: Right. He like at, at this point, A similar point in the book, like he professes his love vocally to Nynaeve and then go runs off to try to kill a worm, right? Like that, so, but at the same time, he didn't know what was happening, right? Like, I think that was really good uh, build, like set up and payoff with the, oh, she masked her bond. We learned about that in the last episode in a totally Mm. different context. And so I think that was, that was handled pretty well.
0: Yeah. One of my criticisms from the book is just how fast Nynaeve and Lance relationship moves and i feel like i wish they had dragged like the initial like i wish there'd been a little bit more on screen stuff happening to their relationship before they started in the book i mean on on page well in both both.
1: on screen so i I, I felt that way the book and in the show i agree i think the the show did a lot better with developing the relationship however i think it was still a little fast for for most things but at the but given the same time they're all like we're all probably going to die. So maybe not so much, you know, That's are like, a little higher. Yeah. This was like the night before everyone's like, okay, tomorrow we'll probably die. Sure. So sure. yeah.
2: I really liked how they've developed his character though. Like yeah, at this same. point you've learned more about him throughout and now I feel like for someone who hasn't read the books, they're like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like this dude is a, a king of a kingdom that doesn't exist anymore. What a cool character. King without a crown, and, yeah. And it's not until now that you learn that. I think Len is one of the better ones in the show.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's I think his uh portrayal is done really well. I do think it is different from the books. Yeah. And I think they could have stuck a little closer to it, but what we have, I think, is a really great character. So I'm I'm a little torn that way. Um, with some of the characterizations like the actors do such a good job and the characters are done so well that I really like them but they are so different like I'd say naive as well like I love Nynaeve in uh season one of the Will of Time so far but mm-hmm. she is she does feel different than book Nynaeve and that's probably why I, I like her so much more right now because book Nynaeve at this point isn't as sympathetic
2: yeah. <laughs> I've been listening to the Eye of the Worlds like as I fall asleep uh, through the course of the show coming out to try to keep up and, and nice. have some reference point. Yeah, so the other day I was listening and trying to think, like, okay, who can I picture from the show? And it's a little hard because, uh, especially in the first book, it's mostly Michael Kramer and just getting that yeah. like male voice with the female characters is a little tough. Uh, but yeah, Nynaeve struggled to put her in place as much. Lana Moraine felt pretty natural to mm-hmm. me. And I struggled with Rand a little bit as well. Like, I was listening to the Cayman parts with Rand and I was like, Yeah, Rand doesn't, I can't quite picture
0: Yosha here. It feels like they've accelerated Rand's character a little bit because like the scene where he and Egwene and Perrin are all there and they fight a little bit. Like that that felt really on on point for Rand, but maybe not in the first book, but kind of a little bit later on.
1: Yeah, it was more, it was like more in his head in the first book, right? Like, what? She wants to do this? Why is that happening? And Mm -hmm. and I think that is a valid, a valid reason of saying, well, you know, it's an adaptation. You have to, things have to be more visual. So like they could either try to do some sort of long shot, you know, some symbolic um, framing to, to infer his thoughts or, you know, he just speaks out loud.
2: Yeah. They've chosen to not do that and really make it action packed. And I think that is one thing people criticize and like, it's a fair criticism is that everything feels really, really rushed because they've tried to pack in so many things. And I've also seen people criticize and say, like, oh, there's not all of these scenes that I wanted there to be. Well, it's, it's hard with a limited amount yeah. of time in a pretty long book. So I could see criticisms both ways. And, and this is what we have. Um, but I think one good way that they do it is through Machin Shin when they show yeah. internal thoughts, like the worst possible internal thoughts. And I think that helped characterize
1: yeah, I did. I was, I was kind of torn on Machin Shin when it first started to show it. I was like, visually, this looks really cool. I loved the, the whole aesthetic of the ways. It just felt kind of small. That was my main criticism with it. Like, yeah. they weren't really in it long enough, especially for an episode called "The Dark Along the Ways," right? And there's only
2: like one path through that we
1: saw. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And then with the Machin Shin, I did really like storytelling wise, that ability to then like see into their thoughts more and kind of see how everyone has been taking in this journey. I feel like seeing that aspect of Nynaeve really helped me view her more towards the book Nynaeve. Like you could, she just seems so angry in that moment after hearing she's not going to be able to save anybody. And to me that that's, what's kind of been missing from this Nynaeve is this, Mm -hmm anger around not being able to protect or heal people she she's been angry and she has healing it but it hasn't really been super connected my only real issue with the machin shins machin shins scene is it kind of seemed it kind of seemed a little too showy i don't know i don't know how they could have made it more subtle and um introspective but It just seemed like okay we're gonna hear their thoughts their thoughts their thoughts their thoughts you know i don't know i did like how Mm -hmm. we didn't get to see into everybody's thoughts 100 like you get to see more into rand's later i don't know what'd you think kid?
0: i i had imagined much and shin a lot scarier than yeah i didn't i didn't think that's justice really the ways in general right yeah yeah i liked the i like the introspection um I liked waiting for Rand on the reveal, like you said. I liked the whole part, like the beginning, when just at the very front of the episode where you see the Aiel or his mom. Like, the I was like, yes, yeah, this is what I've been waiting for. I, I was really pumped about that scene. And I thought it was really cool watching her take on like five or was it three? I don't know. Yeah,
2: it, it was like more. No, it was like more than five. It was like, it was like eight to ten.
0: That scene was really cool. it was cool. like
1: five. <laughs> yeah, it felt like a lot.
0: Sorry, to take us away from Machin Shin a little bit there. But.
1: Just, just to touch back on the Machin Shin, that was a pretty big difference from the the books, right? Like, Machin Shin didn't really like pull out your vulner, like your personal vulnerabilities, right? In the books, it was just more this crazed madness of what yeah. it, it was like. Rip the flesh, tear the flesh, flesh so sweet. Like I love hearing right. Michael Kramer sing, uh, basically sing that, um, but. I think this was kind of, I think it was needed for the change just for the storytelling aspect. Um, I would like to see more of a horror element to it though. I feel like the series started with some horror and it kind of went away from it and they could have really, this could have been a really scary episode. And That's, I'm a little disappointed that it wasn't. Yeah.
2: Like the, the fade was kind of scary at the beginning, but we haven't seen a fade for a
1: while. And the last time we saw him, do we even see his mouth or was he just like, in the shadows like spider maning <laughs> when he come comes down out.
0: and and quote-unquote kills tom yeah, yeah so yeah what what do you think about nynaeve then like holding off machin shin so Moraine could open up the the way gate because that's very different than
1: yeah i i was like again like this is fine that's happening i think it was cool to give nynaeve something to do there i did kind of feel like if that's all you I don't know. It kind of seemed rule breaking in a sense of yeah. don't channel because that'll attract Machin Shen. But if you can just channel to stop Machin Shen, anyways, like I mean, but also, Maureen but it is, is naive. Like,
2: it is naive. Yeah, Eve. yeah. Sorry, naive is like power level plus plus or whatever on the yeah. official power meter, and and she couldn't do it for very long.
1: Yeah, it just didn't. I don't know. It it came across as like it kind of like nerfed Machin Shen's threat level a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought There's it was over 9,000. Yeah.
2: Over 9, <laughs> if we're talking about like potential plot holes, I thought it was weird there was one random trollock there that came out yeah. and attacked them. Yeah, with the rest. That dude was just like lost for a really long time. I don't know. If that didn't really make sense to me. I
1: did love the Fane setup still. Like you heard yeah. his whistling and then um, they're like, "Oh, I feel like I just saw Fane in the market or something." I think I love how they've been doing subtle things to that. And it hasn't well, been Did you see him? Did you see him in the ways for a second? I didn't. Was he? You missed the ways? it again? You missed uh, it again. Oh, I'm always missing the fanes. Yeah, um, no, he's there for a second in the ways. Dang it. Uh, and, uh, that's frustrating. <laughs> um you can go what back I and loved, watch it. It's right around that yeah. time where the trolley is. Yeah. yeah. What I like about it is like the audience knows he's there and he's a thing but he hasn't really been addressed in the show and I think that's a good way to build tension with the show like mm. the audience knows this is it's just that what is that um dramatic tension right audience knows no one else does but
2: yeah how does he get out of the ways
1: it just shows him walk out yeah I know but I'm saying like is that an I issue with is, is that a plot hole? I wonder I was wondering if it's like I don't know that's we didn't really address this but the the whole channeling to enter the ways and to exit i guess mm-hmm. i don't know how like what they're going to do to correct that i was at the time i was like maybe he's absorbed some power of the ways and that's like him just use them yeah he's evil in even more ways than he should be well well he does <laughs> in the book right in the book he like he can command machin shin oh yeah that is right okay so but i mean so that's that's kind of what yeah. i was thinking like maybe something to do with that
2: yeah it doesn't seem like necessarily world-breaking but it's like it's not something you could do in the books
1: i i hope there's uh i hope there's a good reason for it like that they explain it but if they mm. don't that would be like a minor like hmm, i don't know yeah but a little hand be there that's those are my thoughts on the ways <laughs>
0: So uh, once we got out of the ways, one of the interesting things was Moraine talks to uh, the sister of Lord Alglomar, I think. Yeah. yeah. About sending the Red Aja after Matt.
1: Matt, yeah.
0: Now, do you think that that scene was recorded after or before we found out he wasn't going to be
1: in the next season?
2: Oh, I think all of episodes seven and eight were after. Oh, was it
1: after? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think six was the last one they filmed before COVID. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause yeah, cause I remember thinking, if they film six, they can work on those, right? And then while they're releasing yeah. those, they can yep, work yep. on the other ones. My my question with that is, do you think this is a sincere like? Is Moraine really afraid he can channel and sending the red Aja after that after him for that reason, or do you think there's some like machination involved? I don't know how much to read into it. I thought it was legit. She
2: tells Land if Matt is the dragon, we gotta take him out because this dude is evil so it's a little yeah. cold-blooded of her to do it because she doesn't know if there's anything wrong with him or not and she knows what's going to happen to him regardless
0: i hypothetically matt should be okay if he can't channel right like are the yeah maybe Unless it's i don't know yeah well, i mean
1: other than Reds, being caught up in i said I plots but yeah
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm glad that they're they've already thought about what they're going to do with matt in the next season like yeah. this is I, I'm glad we're not just like cold picking up on yeah. Matt's season two, episode one. Like previously we saw Matt with a bunch of horses. Now here he is like, at least they've got, they're still moving his plot line forward without him. Yeah. So
1: hopefully we still see
2: like, maybe he's not completely healed of the dagger. Maybe he'll get it back and requires further healing. And then we'll still have the scene later on with the quarter staff, not doing spoilers there, but you know what I'm talking about. If you read the second book, Everyone loves that scene. Hopefully, we get that one again.
1: I yeah, I hope they do get that that scene. Like we could pick up with Matt next season in Tarvalon. Maybe, I what are spoilers levels in here? I don't even know. We're trying maybe not to he,
2: pass the first book.
1: Maybe. Oh right. Okay. Uh, maybe he'll meet someone that he meets in Tarvalon. In Tarvalon in season two. <laughs> Okay. Very,
2: yes. very <laughs> yeah. Nicely done.
1: Um, one thing I really liked about that scene with Moraine and Lord Agilmar's sister is they kind of set up like if you were part of the tower but you weren't strong enough, like you still have this this ring to denote like your connection to the tower. Yeah. Um, it didn't have a stone in the middle, right? It was just no. a void of the stone. That was some cool like world building and kind of tying things together and Maybe some hints for a possible plot in the future.
2: Yeah, I like that. I like the Faldara um, place as well. We didn't get to see a whole lot of it, but I thought it looked pretty cool for what
1: they had. A criticism of the visuals there, when they step out of the way gate in Faldara, it seemed really apparent to me that it was the same way gate with, like, composited background. (laughs) Like, like, they just, like, edited the background around it and it was the same area, but... Mm. I could be wrong on that but that's what it felt like all right my main thing i want to talk about here unless you guys so want to talk about that is how did you think the foreshadowing up to the dragon reborn reveal was i think we were able to pick up on a lot like obviously those clues we knew who it was going into this but how do you how do you think that was did it feel like rushed or do you think it was like really well like placed Caden, go for it dead silence
0: yeah <laughs> i uh I thought it was well placed um i didn't think it was i don't know i'd love to hear from someone who hasn't read the book before but it didn't feel like that big of a reveal most of the three other people i've talked to so three three people here who have not read the books and th- thought it was rand before oh, yeah. just because kind of mostly because Perry had something with the wolves Egwene, you know can channel and Matt had the dagger thing but that was more like evil so everyone's like oh it has kind of has to be Rand. so it didn't he just didn't have anything. He didn't have a yeah. role to
1: fill yet.
0: Yeah, and yeah. so, th- was it really that big of a secret? I don't know. I'd, I'd love to know what other people think, but it didn't. I didn't. I, looking back at it, still don't think it was that crazy. Maybe in the first couple episodes, like one through three or maybe four ish, it was. But I think you, once you get that far in, you're like, okay, I kind of kind of see where this is going.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you think, Steven?
0: Yeah, you know, I didn't really love it. I, I could see what they were trying to do, trying
2: to Did make it a it- mystery, trying to build suspense.
1: It was okay. So did you not like the mystery in general or did you not think they did a good enough job of building up Rand to be it with like enough clues in a subtle way? Like what was your criticism there? Well, like Kaden said, or like Kaden's friend said, it, it did seem pretty
2: obvious. Like if you've mm. seen very much media, it's, it's everyone's kind of got something to do. And this dude who doesn't have anything to do, it's probably him. So he does the big thing. They also, I mean, the biggest clues for him were Tam's ramblings during his fever dream mm-hmm. and the setup with tea green, um, that they did at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. And that was all in one episode. And then yeah. it made it, it, it made it seem like, you know, the audience could kind of follow narratively, narratively in this episode and put that together. But then it's unclear, like, has Rand been thinking about what his father has been saying this whole time and that's really been Buckingham or did this like, just I
1: think,
2: it, I, I like think was, you, you would assume you'd assume he has, but that you haven't seen. I that think it was all? supposed
1: to. Yeah. I think this was supposed to be a reveal of like, Oh, he's kind of realized this all along that it was yeah. most likely him. Did you watch the uh, Dusty wheel stream with everyday Negroes? I did not. They, so they haven't read the books and they were uh, talking about it and the stream was before this latest episode came out and I think they were thinking Egwene a, a was most likely. Okay. No, you know what? No, no. They they thought it was going to be the mini-headed dragon. That's what they were saying. Uh-huh. They, they were saying mini-headed uh-huh. dragon. And so, so it's interesting. About to red hear, hair. The, yeah, to hear their take for it. But I I think once you see the intro, like you said, it's pretty obvious who it's going to be because Tam, you know, baby born there my i'd have to agree i don't think the the mystery was super well done i well i think the mystery was pretty well done other than the fact that they didn't give rand a lot to do Mm
0: -hmm. my
1: only issue is the clues they have for rand are kind of there but like you said most of them like the biggest ones are in this episode where it is revealed so it's not like you have this trail of crumbs it's like a few crumbs and then the pile of the crumbs because forward the other clues were obviously busting through the door. That was
2: super strong. Through the door. But a comment that Tom makes about a redheaded
1: the, the Aielman in general. Yeah. Um the uh him mentioning Dragon Mount. Oh yeah, that was I like that one. They didn't address this, but when didn't they say something about like, oh, it's a wonder Matt made it this far? And someone was like, Oh, it must be because he can channel, like he's like keeping himself mm. alive or something. And I, yeah. this was like an episode or two back. And I remember thinking, oh, maybe they'll show like, this is how, this is another clue for Rand channeling. He's like supporting Matt in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So that's that's how I felt about like the clues for him. I think the book does it better, but it does do it a lot more in the opposite way where the clues are very subtle as a Hoot is. But I prefer that more. So that way on a rewatch, you can like look out for them. Well, so, you know, like,
2: I mean, disagree. The book sets it up right from the beginning that you know Rand is well, the dragon.
1: What I mean is, uh, I guess, the book doesn't set up from the be- beginning that he is the dragon, because you don't know that she is looking for the dragon reborn right okay. away in the Okay, so it sets it up just that know he's the he's, special person. You, you know he's the main character, but you don't know he can channel, and you don't know he's a dragon, okay. but there are clues in the book that show you this. You just know he's special because he's not from the village, right? Right. Um but, like, speaking of, uh, you're talking about Nynaeve and listening to the book again, the part where Moraine is talking to Nynaeve in the book about how how a wilder begins to channel and, like, the channeling sickness and, like, mm-hmm. describing Nynaeve's, like, shoot, I've gone through all this, I can channel. That happens, like, right after a big moment of Rand channeling on the boat.
2: That When he moves the, the like, the boom. The, mask. Of the
1: Yeah. yeah. And then, so that's, like, really good, subtle, like, clues. So, Because it's, like, misdirection to, like, oh, we're only focusing on naive with this. But once you know that and then you're, like, watching how Rand acts from then on out, like, I don't know. So the books were, like, really subtle with if he could channel or, like, that he could. And maybe too subtle, but I prefer that. And so I feel like the, the show tried to do it but just didn't have enough time and, like, consistency for it.
2: yeah it does feel like this first season almost like I could see an argument that it bit off more than it could chew with the yeah. amount of things it was trying to show, but you know what? Worst case is it's set up at least like all of the backstory or like all of the bones of the story that you need, mm-hmm. like a bunch of the major types of characters and, and nations and places. Like there's obviously more, the world is yeah. huge, but we've got enough now to where in the future, I think maybe they can, use what they've built to make a little yeah. more cohesive story with better pacing. That would be my hope.
1: Yeah. We'll have to do a review of like the series as a whole um, or the season as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I mostly agree with that. Like there's some, there's some pretty obvious weaknesses with the plotting and structure, but at the very least, you know, it's getting it going, kind of like starting the machine, getting the ball rolling.
2: Yeah. Okay. Kaden,
1: what do you think about men's
2: viewings? And I think that's going to be our last topic for episode seven. Yeah.
0: I thought it was a little anticlimactic from the, from the, I don't know. I was waiting for Min a lot through the season. I think you wanted so more. I wanted more. Um, I don't know. I kind of liked how it made it look like she didn't tell Moraine everything, which I liked. She waited mm-hmm. for Ranta to, to come to her. And I think that's a good setup for later things to come as well. Do you think she realized the, well,
2: probably shouldn't say uh, what I was yeah. about to say that might be a spoiler. Um, do you, did you guess what I was about to say? And uh, maybe listeners probably guessed as well. <laughs> so do you just say yes or no?
0: <laughs> yes. <did>. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I thought it was cool. Um, I don't have any big criticisms on it.
2: I'm just sad that my favorite of her viewings is the one of Matt with the giving up the light of the world to save the world thing. Like
1: with the, or actually, when does that one come in? That,
2: she just later sees the eye. She sees the eye on the scale.
1: She's so I, I have the book ones pulled up right now. And for Matt, she says a red eagle, an eye on a balanced scale, that, a dagger, yeah. a dagger with a ruby, a horn, and a laughing face.
2: The eye on the scale is like my favorite thing from one of my favorite things in yeah. the series. So I'm sad that it wasn't there.
1: Yeah. Again, it's just so condensed. My my biggest like thing I'm disappointed with is in the books, they set up so many of these viewings that like pay off and like, you don't even realize there's a payoff for it until like book 12 or something like that. Whereas they just didn't have time to really set up a ton of that.
2: Yeah. And I think if you're like wondering what the things that she said, like what speculation we may have or others may have, what these things are, um, maybe check out some other of time content creators that have better ideas. Than us, I don't know. Do you guys have any like super great ideas for any of these? And it's well, it's tough because we don't want to do spoilers, right? So <laughs>
1: yeah, it's hard. I've, like, there's a lot more. There's a lot more to the viewings she gives him in the books when she first meets him, but but also like they they hit on some pretty big ones with the viewings she did get. Um, and I think they're all like past book one, so I don't really know what we can talk about. I did like that Min was there. I thought
2: uh, thought her character was done well. And I am curious because I've seen a lot of, you you guys saw a bunch of shots of her like doing some pretty intense battle sequences, right? Like some sparring and stuff. And clearly that didn't happen in this episode. So I thought she was gonna be more like a, a fighter character.
1: I'm thinking that happens at the season finale. Okay.
2: I guess yeah. Maybe she gets
1: dragged along to the eye of the world somehow? Well, well isn't- Tarwin's, Tarwin's gap. Tarwin's gap. Yeah.
2: yeah. He gets, oh, everyone just gets called in to find Tarwin's gap. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That could, yeah, that makes sense. I hope that scene looks cool.
1: How did you like the representation of the viewings? Like the, when I saw a still of that before, I was like, is that, <sighs> is that, oh, wait, is this a spoiler? I don't know. We might this out. Was that Perrin just, like- going into the wolf dream? <laughs>
2: Oh, you thought that's what was happening at that moment? I saw a
1: still of just him oh. with like the, like the spectral yeah, projecting I saw kind that of thing. Too. I was yeah. like, is that supposed to be, or maybe his wolf senses or something, but I don't know. I I don't know. How did you guys like the representation of it?
0: I thought they did well with what they had. Like, I feel like how it's described in the book, it would have looked cheesy, it, like she yeah. sees, like symbols, right? And I felt like that would have looked too. yeah dumb in a, in a tv show so i think yeah. they actually adapted it better like at least for the yeah for the show it, it it was well done
1: i like the sparks the sparks are pretty cool that was like the only thing they could do kind of like the symbols mm. yeah i thought it was good enough and i like that yeah. she saw something about moraine as well
2: yeah and that, and that that's gonna be probably a significant character change for her potentially Or at least a significant difference in the circumstances around
1: some things that happened with her. That might be getting a little too spoilery. (laughs) Dive any more into that?
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we probably are. Um, So anyway, yeah, yeah. So if you want to discuss more, um, jump on Discord and spoiler tag your thoughts
1: for what happened. Uh,
2: You can you can join our Discord in the invites below. And I don't like any any like burning things for you guys. Or let's just call this one a wrap and look forward
1: to the season finale let us know what you guys think about the the Egwene love triangle and if you Mm. think that is true to the books or not I've seen arguments on both sides my dad thinks it's super cheesy and hates it (laughs) I'm kind of feeling like it's unnecessary it does it does make the uh Layla scene make sense like it it Fulfills that in a way that I didn't think they'd be able to really fulfill. Although I'd either kind of come to terms with that, but I I don't really see the I don't know how they're gonna like continue that. I don't know. But yeah, let us know.
0: I we'll wanted to add more conflict between Perrin and Rand. It feels like
1: yeah yeah man Perrin
2: Perrin's not getting a whole lot of, of things going his way in this season. I am not yeah. liking the way they they're doing Perrin. I'll be honest.
1: Season two's preparing though, right? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. He like, he,
2: had, he has like zero
1: wins so far. I mean, yeah. He got one win, I guess, escaping the white cloaks.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: They wouldn't Start. I don't think they would have been able to escape if not for the wolves, right? Like, if sure. Wayne got him out, but they wouldn't have been able to escape the camp. Yeah, so that's a win. That's a win. I mean, on Parin. the other hand, it does
2: take in the books. It takes him a while to kind of figure his stuff out. So, yeah. I guess it's fair. But, yeah,
1: yeah. season like. The first book is just so RAND focused that not pretty much no one has a lot of good stuff on the side other than Nynaeve a little bit and then Moraine.
2: All right. Cool. That's a wrap.